Welcome, everybody, this week, Jersey Baseball Show. We've got Mike Petrowski, the pitching coach at Ryder, here to talk about a variety of things. His uh, his career going up through as a Bronc, um, his, uh, his, his pretty crazy summer, um, starting with uh, Ryder's trip to the NCAA tournament, a couple of, uh, a couple of months with the uh, inaugural season of the MLB Draft League, what we got from there, and uh, some diaper-changing lessons that we, uh, we got at the end of the summer and uh, the excitement of, of uh, first child born uh, five weeks ago. Correct. And, and you said, you mentioned, you said uh, earlier, you are getting some sleep in. Yeah. Um, this little guy, he's sleeping a good six, seven hours uh, his first sleep at night. Um, when he was first born, he was like two, three, um, but he gives and takes and he'll cry. He'll cry for a little bit before he goes to bed. Um, and then he is a good six, seven hours now. And then he's every three after that. So I can't complain. I've heard some horror stories about other babies and, uh, you got it good so far. Yeah. yeah. Far is pretty good. He likes, he likes to, uh, he likes to let go on, on dad. If you know what I mean? Um, from the back <laughs> back, just sitting, I don't know what that is about, but it's, uh, seems to do it on dad more than mom. Smart kid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, uh, I guess the big question is two questions. Is he a Yankees fan yet? Um, and do you have him throwing lefty yet? Great questions. First of all, yeah, he's got no choice. He's a Yankee fan. Uh, and second of all, um, I'm trying my best to throw anything in his left hand at any time. Um, and you know, Kelly will be looking at me like I'm crazy sometimes. You know, he's only five weeks old, but we're trying to get that left hand as, as quick as possible. It's just uh, good parenting. There's nothing wrong with that. As far as football, it gets a little more tricky. Kelly's whole family is Eagle fans. You know, I'm a Cowboys fan, so that's going to be a war. I don't know what's going to happen there. This, this, this will air on Sunday. The uh, Eagles-Cowboys game will be tomorrow night. Um, uh, we'll, we'll get to the predictions later. I, I think you probably know where you're, where you're headed with that. Um, and, uh, and unfortunately, you're probably right, too, from what I've seen so far. Cowboys <laughs> are looking pretty good. So uh, far, if they healthy. It's the health of the quarterbacks. The big thing I think has been kind of proven. So, so let's, uh, let's start with your summer, right? Uh, uh, you know, former rider player, NCAA tournament as a player, you get the opportunity to come back a couple of years ago as a pitching coach, um, you know, help lead the Bronx back to the NCAA tournament for the first time in over a decade. Um, you know, starting there, starting down in uh, Louisiana, you know, tough, Lost in the second game, right in the game until the end against a, a really good Alabama team. Um, you go right from there to uh, the MLB Draft League first season with the uh, with the Trenton Thunder. So, so I guess tell us how that came about, and then we'll talk about some of the things that that you learned or or got to experience. You know, coaching with Jeff Manto, um, and and you know working with some of the top uh, guys in the in the in the country. Yeah, there was no time to go to the beach. Uh, that's for sure. So. <laughs> Um, you know, we, you know, we had a great, you know, a great year, uh, especially end of the year for Ryder. Um, and I don't know if we even kind of predicted it would happen this fast winning it. Um, but it did, um, you know, we went down to Louisiana tech after obviously, a you know, unbelievable tournament in Fairfield. Um, the fans, you know, were, were definitely hostile down there. Um, you know, things were said, <laughs> I probably can never repeat again. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a family show here. We can't we can't get into it. <laughs> no, no. But as far as uh, as far as treating us with um, you know great hospitality down there was great. Yeah. You know, police escort everywhere. Um, you know, you know, great hotel, obviously, great 
you know, food. And, uh, you know, we got to witness a little bit of the Southern hospitality down there. And for me personally, it was more, we got to witness big boy baseball, you know, for these guys. I was in a region, obviously in Fullerton, uh, that was a long time ago, you know, the kids are a lot better now. Um, but, uh, yeah, we were able to see what the level we actually have to be at, um, mm-hmm. coming to compete. So not only, not only better, but, but probably the biggest thing to me, um, is more physical, more, you know, like, uh, into obviously you're training year round, you're, you know, and, and I, I words gotten back that that one of the big things that you noticed and put a premium on is, you know, how much bigger their guys were than than your guys. Yeah, uh, physicality is definitely you know is is important. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not a huge exit velocity, all that stuff. It matters, I understand it, um, but you know. We got we they have they have a lot more than we do. They have nutritionists. They have smoothie mm-hmm. bar. Have this. They have that. Um, now, if you look at it like that, we say all the time. You know, if you look at it, they got it more, we might as well not even do it. You're not going to do it. Um, so basically, we got to take the extra step. Um, actually, this morning we actually had a nutritionist talk to our team from eight to nine. Um, you know, trying to get the guys to eat right. You know, lift right. Um, Jerry's doing a great job. Our strength and conditioning guy. Um, you know, Nick Mark, we're, I'm real lucky because, you know, obviously our pitchers lifting program is different than position player. Um, Nick Mark Gavich, um, gives me our, our, his program from the Padres. Mm-hmm. Um, so we pretty much use, you know, state of the art up to date, um, programs, um, you know, flexibility, mobility stuff. And, um, you know, like, like you said, I, if we can get a tick or two on the mile an hour, um, if we could get, uh, you know, a couple extra balls in the gap, a couple extra balls over the fence, you know, um, in big situations, it, it, could, it could help us, you know, get to the next level. I, I think that's just from the outside looking in, um, you know, a couple of balls were fisted from Alabama and they fell in, you know, a couple of balls we fisted just fell to the shortstop, you know, so um, those things matter, you know, and, and it's the extra reps you put in the weight room, the extra, you know, the, the right things you eat when everybody else is, you know, out on a Friday, Saturday, are you eating the right way still? Um, so I, I, I'm excited because I think our guys are doing it the right way. Um, I know my pitchers are, I'm around them a lot more. Um, they really dedicated their lives. Um, you know, like I say to every recruit that comes in, I, I, I don't want guys that want to play divisional baseball. I want guys that want to play pro baseball. So if you're not coming here and you're not, you know, um, coming in and want to be a pro in three years, I want you out in three years. That's your goal. Um, then I don't really want you because I'm going to probably get on you a, a lot more than anybody else has got on you. Um, you know, we're going to get on you with detail. Um, I'm going to push you. Um, and, and if, you know, I think if you could dedicate three years of your life here um, and you're a pro prospect, there's a good chance you can hopefully get out of here, which I think we got a couple of guys may get out of here this year. So, now that, you know, to back that up, to back that experience up, you got to go right to the, the draft league. Um, and, you know, outside of the league, we probably didn't get a real good feel for the level of play there. It, it just wasn't. You know, first year wasn't really publicized as as well as it, you know, probably should have been. I mean, not a whole lot of info out on rosters. And it seemed like, you know, after the draft, obviously, there was a lot of uh, change around in, in, in rosters. But just, you know, I guess, A, explain to us how good the level of play was and, and the numbers of guys who, who were drafted from the league. Um, but also, B, you know, what do you get? The, out of being around so many of those guys, being around, you know, like I said, Jeff Manto, long major league career, long coaching career. 
that you can bring back to to help guys at Ryder? Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, Carrick Jackson, I mean, did an unbelievable job. I can't thank him enough for giving me the opportunity. Um, I don't think people realize he got this going so late or he didn't get it going. MLB got it going so late that um, guys were already signed to the Cape, the Valley, the Coastal. And we were not allowed to take them out of their contracts. Yeah, it was so, like October, November last year before yeah. it really even like was announced. Right. And, and I am like placing my guys in leagues now. So. Right. You know, we were kind of behind the eight ball. So I didn't know what to really expect as far as talent wise goes. Um, and it was, it blew me away, uh, blew Jeff away, blew Andrew, you know, Elliot away. Um, and, you know, I think it was 88 as of right now um, between getting drafted and signed, um, which is unbelievable. On our, on our pitching staff alone, we had 10 guys signed, affiliated, and another eight independent. <laughs> so um, as far as, Work ethic, uh, being around those guys mentally. Um, it's funny you bring it up because the first meeting I had with my pitchers this year, um, I sat him down. I told him a quick story from Frederick. Um, you know, we were sitting in Frederick. Me and Kelly were sitting there, I think, after BP. It was like 530. And I'm just sitting on the right side, the first base side. And, and um, I don't know if you've ever been in Frederick. The, the, the uh, locker room's on the top left, up in left field. And guys just have to walk down the steps to get down to the field. So, I, again, we were told not to tinker with mechanics. We were told not to do, you know, um, overhauls. If they came to you, you can help. Um, so I, I was more like the mental side, you know. I had typical, typical summer league stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm well aware of that, yeah. Yeah, uh, but this was a little different because this is their draft stock on the True. line. So True. we didn't, they didn't want us, you know, saying, hey, he was throwing 98, now he's throwing 93 because Coach Petrowski uh, right. tinkered front side um so yeah i mean but the funny part is every single guy that was drafted or signed almost everyone came up to me and asked for advice what, what do you see here on my backside what do you see here on my hip on my front side um and and at first i was like wow this is this you know these guys are trusting me which is great you know i must be doing something right here but um anyway back to my story you know i was um after batting practice i think it was around 5 30 game was at seven um, and I'm just sitting up there, you know, hanging out because we got a you know a little time. I don't want to talk to Jeff and, and Andrew all day long, you know. Enough of them. They're talking about five hours a day. So I sit there with Kelly and um, and and I'm, and little, you know, first one down, Oregon State guy, second guy, Oregon State, second guy or third guy drafted, fourth guy drafted, fifth guy drafted, sixth guy drafted, and there's no there's no secret why. I mean, those guys are out there. You know, I, I make them get out there just at six to do their stuff, make sure it's done. Um, and those guys are out there at 530, 5.15, um, going through the routine. Um, you know, I think what I try to tell my guys all the time is it's very easy to put on a show when people are watching, when I'm watching. Um, and, and those guys didn't care who's watching. Uh, they, they don't care what you think of the routine. They don't care how crazy you think it is. They know what works for them. Um, and, and they, and, and obviously it did, they were drafted. So, um, the biggest thing that I got from that was, Hey, you better work your butt off every single day. Um, whatever routine you have, do it at a hundred percent when no one's watching. You know, I know everybody likes to say that when no one's watching, but are you really doing it when no one's watching? Because everybody likes to say, yeah, I do it. Okay. Well, you know, nothing up in the stands there. Um, you know, the scouts, we're talking actually right next to me, a couple of them. So they noticed it, um, you know, and I tell my guys that are here at Ryder, you know, a lot of them have a chance to get drafted. 
And I said, what do you think I'm going to say? I'm not going to put my reputation on the line if you're not a hard worker. I'm not going to say, oh, you're a great hard worker. You're, you're going to get nothing of that. I'm going to tell them the truth. You know, um, you know, it's just like a guy that that leaves, you know, that transfers. Got coaches going to call me. I'm going to tell them the truth. I can't, you know, tell them something that's that's not true. So um, I think that kind of opened some eyes um, on our staff on what what it takes to get there. Um, I actually gave numbers out to a few uh, a few of our guys, Frank Delgarcio, a couple other guys asked for numbers um, of some of the kids that I coached and saw what the, you know, what their routine was, like a sidearm guy. What mm-hmm. was his? And Frankie reached out to, you know, Al um, at Murray State. Um, so, you know, I, I think that if you don't, if you don't have a clear, um, and we mentioned this the other day on Twitter, if you don't have a clear understanding of what you want to do, you're not going to probably do it a hundred percent. Right. Uh, and, 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 and that includes detail. That includes when you do it. Um, that includes how hard you do it. Um, because you may be able to compete in the Mac once and win it. Um, but if you just don't go at it at a hundred percent every single year, eventually you're going to, you'll finish fifth then you'll finish sixth and you may get back up to third. I mean, we we're trying to stay at the elite level. Um, and we, and to do that, you got to do things, the right way. Now, one thing I do do with our pitchers program, I do give them a little leeway to do what they want. You know, I don't like to cookie cut everybody. Um, so if they like to throw some things in there, I let them do it. <clears throat> I think it's important to have some freedom as well. So, but um, so far, yeah, I've used a lot from the draft league. Um, yeah, I think you'll get into Manto and the rest of them. But uh, what I've learned there was is you know so valuable. Yeah. And, and the things you're talking about, it's it's the difference between having a great season and having a great program, right? I mean, that's, you know, right. and, and when you have, <clears throat> I guess when you have that breakthrough season, it can go one of two ways in year two. It can, you know, you're going to be, you're going to get everybody's best, first of all, in the conference. And I know you can speak to this as a player as well, right? Having won it in your junior year at Ryder, um, you know, does everybody kind of think that, hey, um, um, we won where we don't have to put in the extra work again, or is it a springboard? And, and I guess you're seeing right now, it's hopefully the, the, the latter, right? I mean, that's. The leadership has been the best by not even, not even close since I've been here. Um, I mean, you know, guys, you know, a perfect example is just like the setting up BP, you know, you know, you got Volpe, you got all the older guys hopping up, Hey, get this, you know, get this. And it's not so much a get this. It's the older guys are, are doing it. You know, it's very easy on a, on a experience-led team for the guy to just say, hey, freshman, go get it. Um, hey, go do this. Go get that's the ball. That's not leadership. That's, that's... No, it's not. You know, it's, it's really not. You know, if you see pictures of, like, Vanderbilt, you know, cleaning their dugout. Um, right. and, you know, other big-time teams doing stuff. You know, the leaders are doing it. Um, because I really, you know, Coach brought up a good, a great quote the other day. You have to be a follower to be a leader at some point. You know, if you don't learn how to do it, you're never going to be able to lead. So um, those guys probably saw maybe the right way to do it, the wrong way to do it. And now they know what it takes. You know, sometimes you just got to do it yourself. Sometimes you got to pick up the broom and broom the dugout, you know. Um, and, and eventually the guys that are underneath you that are younger and be like, wow, I, I, mean, I can't not do it. I'm going to look like an idiot. So, I, I mean, I, I got to do my job. Um, and, uh, yeah, the leadership's been great. I, I, we haven't had any issues so far. Hopefully this continues through February. Riders in a position it hasn't been in in a while, you know, um, defending MAC champs um, in a conference that's 
got probably more quality players than it has in years, if not ever, right? First time ever a two-bid league last year, which is great. You know, for any Northeast league to be a two, you know, to get an at-large team as well. Um, from your experience going through it as a player, you know, what can you kind of clue these guys in on, tell these guys, talk to these guys about to make sure that they fully aware are fully aware that, you know, everybody in the league, but certainly the, uh, you know, the Monmouths, the, the, the Fairfields, the Maris, the, the Canisius, the teams that were, you know, in the almost there last year, you know, they're all going to be gunning for them every week. Right. So first of all, I think it's a different mindset. So what those teams are thinking, especially if they haven't won in a while, which I believe, you know, the top four or five teams that you mentioned haven't um, there, there, there's a hunger there that we, that is a different hunger that we want. So their hunger is, listen, we want to make history. We want to, we want to win the Mac. We want to put our name back on the board. We want to put our, you know, helps recruiting, helps everything. You know, we are, we were there, we've done it. Now, do you want to take the next step? So we know that we have to win the MAC most likely to get to that next step. Um, but your hunger's got to be all right. That dog pile was great. We want it again. We got to get back there. But also, when we get back there, we want to take the next step. We don't want to just be on a two-day hotel stint in Ruston, Louisiana. You know, you want to be there four or five days and get on a plane and go somewhere else for a super regional. Um, you know, and me personally, just I mean, just slightly off topic, but. I mean, I coach and played to play in the biggest games in the highest level. Um, you know, there's, there's, you know, I don't know where my last stop will be coaching wise. I don't know. Um, but I want to play in the biggest games on the biggest stage where everybody's watching. Um, and, and I think that's why you play sports. Now there's, there's nothing wrong with people wanting to, to be somewhere their whole life, somewhere, you know, um, and, and be a mediocre their whole life. That's fine. If it's comfortability for their family, I get it. I completely, I get it. But you know, I want our guys to think special, you know, um, you know, we, we, you know, we had one rider team go to the world series. Um, I know it was a little different setup back then. So, I mean, if, you know, if we were ever able to get to the regional super regionals and then, Hey, who knows, you know, ever world series, you know, it's probably one of the greatest, if not the greatest feat in rider history. So, you know, you always want to be, I think for me, be remembered, um, you know, as a team that did something that no one else did. And, and if you keep your eye on that prize, um, you know, I think you can get there. If you, if you kind of fade away from it and you kind of think, well, oh man, uh, Maris is going to be good. You know, mom, has got all these pitchers back, this and that. Yeah. I mean, they're great teams, but if you kind of think we we don't have a chance to beat these guys or we, uh, you know, it's their, it's their turn to win. You're, you're probably, it's probably going to be their turn to win. By the way, uh, by the way, you're pumped it up broadcast or uh, pumped it up song at the beginning of this uh, podcast is not good for our rider guys. That was the song they played 18 times in Louisiana Tech when they scored. So <laughs> we will not include that on this one. Then we will <laughs> bad, bad memories, bad association. We won't we won't do make mental note, not include that on anything with rider. Um, January 22nd is a special day coming up in the in the winter. It's a. Uh, first pitch dinner ring day right that was just announced um what's that going to mean to you to, to to see your you know all the guys get their their rings yeah i think for me personally i think everybody has a different idea of this stuff uh, you know it's okay to think differently for me it's um that's the last time you think of last year yeah uh, 
that's behind you. Um, you know, I get to see the guys that I really love, you know, especially pitchers that I was around, Petey, Sebastian, uh, yeah. you know, and the old players that were here. Um, you know, maybe, hopefully we're hoping Rayburn can get up here. We'll see. Um, but, you know, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a last chance to really celebrate. That was something that was unbelievably special. Um, but for me, when you walk out of there at 9 o'clock, um, you know, it's like Kevin in Home Alone. You know, it's on. Um, you know, you're ready to go to the next thing here. And, um, you know, we're, we're, we're looking to the next season. It really comes at the right time because it's really just kind of the start of, uh, you know, I mean, it's the start of, start of practice and kind of gives you that final closure for, for right. guys that, that aren't, you know, that aren't back, you know, like I said, Pete and, and Sebastian and, and right. guys like that. So it's uh, certainly going to be fun, exciting. And uh, what have you seen so far this this fall sort of as an overview you know team wise seems like everybody's getting after it and you know the pitching looks like you got some guys back this year that that weren't around last year because of injury and um should be an exciting time depth wise at, at Ryder too yeah I mean we got you know three great guys at Tommy John Sakis uh Hein Vitaco you know Vitaco was our closer Hein was a weekend guy and Sakis could be probably either um, so three big time, big time arms, uh, that we got back. I mean, Hein was there the other day throwing in the inner squad, um, you know, look great. Um, look just what I was hoping he would be, you know, Sakis hasn't come back yet throwing. He'll be back throwing, uh, he'll be ready to go for the season, uh, but he doesn't throw pens, um, till January. Vinny's back. He'll throw this week. Um, so it's an exciting time for me to so know that we, I don't think people, many people realize we had 18 on the staff last year. We only had 11 for the whole year. We only had 11 guys. Um, so to, to win it with 11 guys is, is pretty cool. Um, you know, I, I got, I always, I always take what John Savage from UCLA said. I think he said a great staff uses eight, nine guys, you know, eight, nine, if you're using 17, 18 guys or something wrong, you're running guys out there every day. Um, so if you use eight, nine guys, which is what I'm hoping we do, if we stay healthy, um, you know, that, that's a good thing. Yeah, I think everybody's like, wow, you only have 13, 14 pitchers on the staff. Uh, what are you guys going to do? I mean, if I'm using 14, 15 guys, we're, we're probably in trouble. So, yeah. uh, you know, it's a constant competition. I think they know they know roles are not given. Um, you know, even a Frankie Doling who shut down Alabama, he knows he's got to work. You know, and if it's not to work to, to be a weekend guy, you're working to get your name called in June. You know, there's always a goal for our guys, um, you know, and I, I, I don't, I don't really, I'm not a big write your, write your goal down. I mean, if you have to, if I have to see your goal, then I don't know, then it's, it's just kind of eyewash to me. I mean, just, just have the goal in your head and, and work towards it every single day. So, um, and I think, you know, like we, we get there seven thirty to nine every day. I don't, I, I would imagine nobody else in the country is doing it that early um, every single day. I mean, we're, we're working when the sun's coming up and coach has done a great job just giving the keys to me and letting me do what I want with them. Uh, before practice um, and there's no one around it's me and 14 guys and and it's you know the fall is a time for mechanical stuff a little bit uh, you know working on things and then once spring comes I don't really like to talk too much mechanics you know we like to just let them loose and um, you know let them perform so you mentioned you mentioned Frank uh, Frank Doling you know you you are your first college head coaching job at uh, at RCBC coincide with his first year of college down there so you've You've had him one year longer than everybody at Ryder. What makes him so special beyond, you know, obviously he's got good stuff. Um, he's got explosive stuff. But what what makes him special beyond that? 
Well, first of all, his parents are probably the best people in the world. I mean, they're they're great. So it's no surprise how confirm that as well. Yes. Yeah, it's no surprise how Frank is as a kid. And, and when we recruit, you know, big thing we look at is parents. Now, um, you know, we I, I personally I, I I like to meet them, see what what we're dealing with. Um, but as far as a worker, I don't think Frank. Um, I don't think Frank ate the right way in the past. Uh, I think he did some things, you know, like he just kind of relied on his talent. And now Frank is just, I mean, he works. I mean, the best, best, best thing he did is, is, is work with Cal. I mean, Cal's a beast in a weight room um, and they've worked out all summer. Um, I know Frank's eating the right way now. Um, and I, we basically sat him down. We sat them all down at the end of the year. I said, well, what do you want to do here, Frank? I mean, you want your name called in June. You got to dedicate your life here for a year um, and, and to get to that goal. I mean, you know, uh, the Hoagie Haven visits at midnight are not going to work. Um, you know, we need maybe go to Panera and get a salad at, at midnight. I confer- Unfortunately, I could confirm that too. That's 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 no good not either. Off work. But uh, as far as Frank on the mound, um, <clears throat> listen, Frank would Frank would yes me to death whatever I said. Uh, I think he, you know, is obviously the longest pitching coach he's had. Um, and last year, I think you mentioned on another podcast, uh, you know, the Siena game, he came in the dugout and I got on him in the first inning, you know, about something. And he yelled right back at me. And I said, no, oh, man, I turned to coach. I said, all right, he's here. He's, he's, he's arrived now, you know, cause he kind of, he kind of just went out there. It's hard to explain. You got, you, you have guys that go out there and pitch and just happy to get the hell off the mound. And you're like, all right, I'm done. Um, and then that, and then you have guys that are like, this is my mound. This is my game. Um, you know, you're not going to tell me what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going to dominate this game. Um, and, you know, he's such a nice kid. An inning later, he comes to me and he said, oh, coach, I'm really sorry. I said, no, man, not, I don't want you to be sorry. I, that, I want that in you. I mean, you yeah. know, there's every pitcher in the world that's great. I did not see, uh, you know, going over to uh, pat him on the back when he hits him. I don't, I don't see that going on. I mean, excuse, yeah. excuse me, I get on the mound. Um, you know, I'm going to strike the next guy out. So there, I think the toughness part, we really try to instill a lot. I mean, you know me as a person, but uh, we really, really try to not get out toughness. I don't know if that's even a word. Um, out tough um, when we pitch. I mean, we want to be the toughest guys on the mound, um, mentally, physically, everything. Because um, I think, you know, to pitch in front of 10,000 people in a regional, and frankly, that's a small regional. Um, you know, if you go play at, at, at a duty or you go play at uh, Arkansas, you're going to play in front of a lot more. So. Yeah. Um, you know, you better be mentally tough. You're going to pitch at that level. So everything we kind of preach um, is, is for the end goal when you're there, when it really matters, you know, it's uh, anybody can pitch in front of 10 people, um, you know, in a, in a, in a March 30th game in, in the Mac, but can you pitch in front of 20,000 people when it's 85 degrees and you got the top prospect in the country leading off in a regional game? You know, it's a it's big not, difference. 20,000 home fans either. No, that, that, don't, don't work that way in college in, in the Northeast. Exactly. Um, so Cowboys Eagles next week. We're kind of at the end here. Want to, uh, or not we, net, tomorrow. Um, what, what's our prediction? All right, Cowboys are going to win. I mean, there's, there's no <laughs> home game. Listen, I, one thing I say about the Cowboys and everybody, I, I've watched them for what, I'm 34, but I've watched them for 27 years, something like that, religiously. You know, I, I'd never, I don't expect anything out of them ever anymore. So <laughs> I, I, that first game of the year, I knew they would play great. No one expected them to win. I knew they'd play great. And then we'll go roll out there against the Lions or something and we'll lose by two touchdowns. Yeah. So pick the Cowboys, you, you, 
you know, don't even bother. So uh, to have a predict, I hope they win. I, I, don't, I don't know. Um, you know, the clock management was awfully shaky by our head coach last oh, week. Little, got kind of bailed out by the kicker a little bit. Yeah. So I, I don't really, uh, I don't know. I, I, I hope, I hope it gets better uh, as far as leadership goes, because that's a big part of it. I think I mean, me and my, one of my good friends, we're both Cowboy fans. We'll text during a game and um, you know, it's always the same. There's always a dumb penalty, you know, fourth and fifth <laughs> on, we rough the kicker. You know, it's, it's just, and I, and I think that personally for me, that's a leadership issue, yeah. you know, really getting on guys. Are they mentally like, what are we doing here? I never see, Bill Belichick's teams do that. No. So, I mean, I know you guys have some bonehead plays at times too, but you just don't see it from good coaches and leaders. Um, And, you know, we'll see. I don't know. When you watch these other sports, I mean, when you, when you see, you know, it's funny you you mentioned that. I mean, do you think of how those things kind of can correlate over to, to your coaching? No, a hundred percent. I mean, I probably, I mean, Kelly thinks I'm crazy. You know, I, I watched the, uh, the Nick Saban documentary like four straight times at the end you know just I watched the last minute of it four straight times just the gimme shelter part and I don't know if you watched it and uh you know it how those guys are just they just constantly constantly are driven by winning doing it the right way um there's no mistake why they're there I mean coach obviously coach Davis is is uh he'll he'll be a motivational speaker here and as soon as he's done coaching um and he's a great speaker great speaker uh, as far as winning goes and talking on how to win and your mindset every day. Um, but those guys, I mean, they don't, they don't take a detail off Nick Saban, Bill Belichick. Um, I've gotten pretty close with Chris Fetter, um, the Tigers coach, mm-hmm. um, former Michigan coach. And, and everything they say is not like anytime, you know, like I talked to Fetter, it's never about, you know, it's always about winning. Yes, but it's never, you know, what was the end result? Um, right. Get a message I asked them last year is we're leading the country in EOA right away. He said, I would not even bring that up. I mean, you're not leading the country in EOA. What are you doing that you're there? What are you doing to stay there? Um, you know, and it's, uh, you know, it's always the process. You know, people like to talk about that word all the time, process, process. Um, but it really is. You know, if you're not doing the same thing over and over every day, if you're not preaching the same thing over and over every day, coach always says that to me and Lee, you know, he wants us preaching what he, you know, he says. If everybody's on the same line, um, you'll be successful. And it's easy to do. It's, it's not the end result. It's what's the process that gets you to the end result. Is what exactly. Right. Right. We, uh, again, got to spend some time today with, with Coach Mike Petrowski over at Ryder, MLB Draft League, Trenton Thunder um, as well, and uh, new father. Um, diaper-changing skills, rate him from one to ten. Oh, ten and a half. <laughs> speed, no, and, speed and accuracy is what you're saying. What's that? You got speed and accuracy. Uh, he has speed. He's shot me a few times already. Um, he definitely has speed and accuracy as far as I do know. Um, how I know mine is not as good as Kelly's is he'll have a blowout and, uh, it'll go up his back. Kelly's just stays in the diaper. He's where it's supposed to. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's, uh, it, I, I need, I got some work to you gotta do. Work on the, you got to work on that process too. That's right. I want to bring out the tape next time and just tape it around his stomach, but you know, that doesn't work. <laughs> I appreciate it, Mike. Certainly wish you the best. Uh, we will see you in, in a couple weeks, right? October 2nd, uh, you guys host Mercer and the week after Gloucester, right? 
Correct. Uh, first of all, I, I, just, I should say this at the beginning. Thank you for all you're doing for New Jersey baseball. I mean, this is this is unbelievable. You know, the path you're doing here, um, you know, promoting these guys. I mean, this is one of the best baseball states in the country, um, if not the best. Um, you know, and what you're doing promoting is is huge. You know, I, I think, um, you know, college baseball is, is a hidden gem in this country um, and, and you promoting it hopefully brings it to the forefront. And, and in this state, for sure. Mm -hmm. Correct. We uh, we appreciate the time as always. We will uh, we'll see you up at the field in, in a week or so, and uh, and keep Volpe in line for us. I will. I will. <laughs> Thanks, Mike.